Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. This is the Pro Football Show for Thursday, May 7th, as the league is really selling up, and with the lack of sports going around, uh, the league is selling up the schedule shows. If you want to know what the schedule is, it's being leaked all around the league and on the websites and Internet, so you can find out the league schedule this week. But the details and, I guess, official stuff will come out tonight. We'll... We'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow. You'll you'll know, uh, other than maybe some key uh, games. I do think that the first week that Tom Brady and Drew Brees are going to get together, no surprise, uh, in what would be a uh, conference game, and I think it'll be a spotlight game. So we'll react to a little bit of that. But, again, that's pretty much what is and uh, what will be, depending on the schedule. You can find that out. We've got some transaction news we're going to get to today. Um We've got uh, some news going around the league of kind of what's, uh, what some of the remaining free agents are thinking, mainly Jadavian Clowning, some of the draft details. And, of course, we're going to wrap up the uh, the breakdown of the draft with a, a conference, excuse me, division by division, with a look at the uh, NFC North, um, the last division that we have yet to cover. We've got that for you here on today's show. A reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the great folks at 401k Generation, the experts, the absolute experts when it comes to financial planning, uh, financial investments, meeting your financial goals, experts in 401ks. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you today. Uh, check them out. Uh, you can find out more details about them on LandryFootball.com. Go down on the left side. You'll see 401k Generation. You can send them a message there, or better yet, give them a call. No obligation, phone call or text at 1-866-998-5879. Get your financial checkup today, folks. Make sure that you're on your right goals. Make sure that you understand things correctly. Don't assume. If you assume, you end up looking like the first three letters of that word. So make sure that you check it out today. Uh, They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you regardless of, again, where you're listening to this podcast. And listening to this podcast, we hope you're listening by your phone, and you can do that by 
signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Not only get this podcast, but also get our daily college podcast as well. If we can help you promote your business, you can absolutely do that. Uh, contact over us at uh, contact Chris at LandryFootball.com. We'll take good care of you and be in touch with uh, how to do that. Also, if you got a question for the show, and uh, Richard has a couple, um, go ahead and send it uh, to us, and we will uh, make sure that we um, we address it right here if you want me to it. Um, some transaction news of the day on Wednesday. The Raiders signed Devontae Booker, formerly the Broncos. They had a third down roll in each of the first three seasons in the league, but uh, Booker uh, lost his gig to Philip Lindsay uh, and Royce Freeman. Thought Booker coming out of Utah would have a chance to be a better player. Had a decent grade on him. Just hasn't really produced. We'll see. Um, behind Josh Jacobs and Jalen Richard, we'll see if he can do anything now that he switched division opponents. Keelan Doss of the Raiders, the receiver, has officially signed his exclusive rights tender. Um, Frank Gore, we talked yesterday about him um, joining the Jets. He did have an offer from the Raiders. The Raiders did offer. Um, John Gruden liked him, was very interested, but um, they decided uh, he decided to go with the Jets and work behind Le'Veon Bell. Uh, some other news around the league. The Cowboys signed offensive lineman Cam Irving, formerly of the Chiefs, to a one-year uh, contract. The 27-year-old made eight starts for Eric Fisher off the bench last year. Um, he gave up five sacks and 26 pressures. He, he didn't grade out all that well. He's going to have a reduced role. Look, he's a guy that s- brings some swing tackle ability, but he's a pass protection liability, no question. So, um, he's a good signing as long as you don't have as long as you don't have to play him. Uh, the Redskins signed Michael Ledecky, formerly of the Bucks, to a one-year contract. Uh, he's been bouncing around the league since 2015. Appeared in 10 career games and the Bucks while getting in on just three offensive snaps. Um, he's with his seventh team, so uh, he's uh, again been uh, making his rounds. Um, some other discussions around the league. I know the Chargers coach is speaking with them. They believe that Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, and Joshua Kelly all can share the load at running back. Obviously, Eckler is the lead back and one of the elite pass-catching backs in the NFL, but Jackson and Kelly could um, see some snaps and be productive and help in the rotation. You know my theory and philosophy on it, the ability to have fresh backs uh, to have that difference maker in the fourth quarter is key. Um, so they're, they're excited, as most people are this time of year. Uh, they like what they've got with their trifecta of guys. The latest on Jadavian Clowney. Look, I think this price is a little too high on him. He's a really good player. I think he does have some ability to push the pocket and create pressures. I think the fact that he doesn't have high sack numbers is a little bit overrated because he brings good pressures, but he's not going to bring around the type of money that he thought. So the price has dropped a little bit. I don't think there's any rush to make a move on his part because I think he's looking for a situation that maybe might be enhanced if somebody has an injury. Uh, that's not going to be until we have some form of training camp, some sort of a physical offseason. Uh, but he's dropped his asking price quite a bit from when he initially started. Uh, it looks like the Browns and the Titans have moved away from him. 
He's been mostly associated with the Seahawks. Uh, he's saying he's doing well coming off the sports hernia injury. Um, he liked Seattle. He liked his time there. So we'll see if anything develops. Um, and he'd like to get into where he can get a contract that will give him a chance with a productive year to get another bite at the apple, uh, a free agency next March. So that's the latest on him, nothing new to report. Um, we talked about incessantly about the Ravens draft and particularly talked about, speaking of running backs, J.K. Dobbins and how they really thought great he had great value, as did I. I had a good grade on him. Um, they think, and I think correctly so, that he's the three-down back. He's been extremely durable. It's a good fit for what they like to do. They've run the football a lot. So durability and depth is even more crucial for as much as they run the football. Um, so it's, uh, I, I think, a good sign there. And I know Greg Roman is just thrilled, thrilled to have him. And we went through – uh, obviously, the North team's draft um, uh, on yesterday's show. Which brings us to the final edition, the last of the um, North, uh, last of the, the uh, division drafts. We've gone through now eight. And uh, we'll go to the NFC North. And start with the Detroit Lions with Jeff Okuda and DeAndre Swift and Julian Aquara. Jonah Jackson and Logan Sternberg, Quentin Cephas, Jason Huntley. John Penicini and um, Jason Cornell. Uh, Jeff Okuda is a difference-making corner, a shutdown corner that, from an athletic profile, can do a really good job handling man coverage responsibilities. A lot of high ceiling on the guy and not a lot of downside to poke holes in his game. I'm on record saying I love DeAndre Swift. I think he's a complete running back. I thought he was the most complete running back in this draft. He's got outstanding run skills, outstanding receiving skills. He would have been the back that I would have taken. I don't care what team I'm with, Kansas City, anybody. He is a great fit. Aquara is, although undersized, is one of the better bull rushers in this draft class, can convert speed to power. Played in only nine games this past season before breaking his leg. Still a really good player. Jackson is the best pass-protecting guard prospect in the draft. Um, I know they were looking to upgrade both starting options at guard, and after selecting Jonah Jackson in the third round, they doubled with Logan Sternberg. So they've got, in my opinion, two starting guards out of this draft, and if that plays out, that's a win right there. You throw in Swift, you throw in Akuda. good-looking draft. They did sign as an undrafted free agent. Washington tight end Hunter Bryant, one of the better signings. I led the draft um, class um, of the tight ends with a large percentage of his team's receiving yards. He's one of the best. He's not a consistent run blocker, not as good in the red zone as you'd like. That's what hurt him. But he's got an Evan Ingram-type skill set that will be interesting to see what they can do with him. Um Jason Cornell, as we mentioned, was taken at 235 um, by the Lions out of Ohio State, four-star recruit, two-time All-State defensive lineman at Creighton-Durham Hall in Minnesota, number one recruit out of Minnesota, top 100 overall recruit the year he came out. Um, 
he's got a little lower body stiffness. He plays a little upright, uh, and that's really what hurts him. He's a sub-package, uh, one-gap, aggressive player that at best can fit into the rotation. Like John Penasini a little bit better. He was taken at 197, the defensive tackle out of Utah. Um, 6'1", 318, plays low, good leverage, doesn't have great burst off the line of scrimmage, and that's reflected in his vertical. Pass rush moves, um, you know, a pretty average, but he's got really good strength. And he's got a really good motor. And I think he can be a backup rotational player for him. Jason Huntley, the running back at New Mexico State, taken at 172. Um, Playmaker, makes plays in space, wasn't at the combine. uh, But I think he's got some explosive playmaking ability that possibly could land him on the developmental squad. I don't know that he makes it. He'll have to really ball out on special teams to have a chance. But a good player nonetheless. Quentin Cephas at 166. Um, You know, really good player. I know Jeff Okuda said he was the best receiver he faced in college. Certainly the best he saw in, in the Big Ten. He's an outside receiver. He's a depth guy. Uh, he's got some limitations uh, to his game, but I think he can be a rotational guy. We mentioned the two guards. Well, we mentioned um, Logan Sternberg at 121, 6'6", 317, team captain. Um, you know, for a guy that is as high cut and as tall, he stays pretty low. He had a lot of sack in two seasons. He's a pretty athletic guy, and uh, I think he's, he's got some starting potential, certainly a good backup guy that, I, I, again, I think he can develop, particularly in the run game, be very, very effective. Um, Jonah Jackson is a little bit of the opposite. Bit older at 23, really good pass protector, the best pass protection guard in this draft, really good player. And, uh, again, I think that they've got two potential starters at the guard spot. Julian Aquara at 67. Um, You know, obviously he joins his older brother, Romeo, on Detroit's roster. He's a high-motor guy, physical playmaker. He'll compete with uh, Trey Flowers. Um, We'll see what he can do there. And, again, uh, DeAndre Swift, really good. Really good player, versatile skill set like him. And Nakuda, certainly the size, length, foot quickness to be uh, a real impact player. So I, I thought the Lions did a really, really good job in their draft. Um, for the Bears, Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson, Travis Gibson, Darnell Mooney, Arlington Hambright, Lachavia Simmons, they without a first-round pick. Komet has a nice all-around game. Uh, I thought he was the best all-around tight end in the draft. Um, I just don't know, you know, for what they need and what they have, I'm not as crazy about the pick. Johnson is a very instinctual corner. A couple of playmakers in the fifth round. Gibson isn't going to be ready to contribute early, but he could at some point. Um their picks, Arlington Hambright at 226, 
was not a combine invitee. Played at Garden City Community College. You know, he's got he's six three. Uh, I think he's going to shift inside to guard. Moves pretty well. Curious to see if they can make the developmental squad. I like Darnell Mooney uh, at 173. I think he's a very underrated receiver. Um, you know, he's 5'10", 176. Uh, he did have some drops. I think the guy's got some playmaking ability and I thought was really good value. Kendall Wilder is a outside corner that's a really good athlete. He's got good length to his game. Uh, and I think he's a guy that has potential to grow into a pretty good player, um, the corner at uh, Georgia Southern. Travis Gibson, the defensive end from Tulsa, a high school basketball star, good length, plays with some power. Um, Jalen Johnson, the Utah corner, um, took him at 50, and I really like him. I think he's very instinctive. Uh, I think he plays with high-end awareness. Uh, he's got a little bit of a Marcus Peters in his game in terms of his ability to jump on the ball. I thought he was as good a corner as saw in the Pac-12 for the past couple of years in grading tape. And then Cole Komet, as I mentioned, good player. I think he's got a lot of Kyle Rudolph in his game. If they uh, <clears throat> can have that type of success, then they probably hit on a guy. Kyle Rudolph's not a great player, but certainly a good one. Speaking Kyle Rudolph, speaking Minnesota, Minnesota drafting Justin Jefferson, Jeff Gladney, Ezra Cleveland, Cameron Dantzler, D.J. Wanham, James Lynch, Troy Dye, Harrison Hand, K.J. Osborne, Blake Brandell, Josh Matulis, Kenny Willicks, Nate Stanley, Brian Cole, Kyle Hinton. Justin Jefferson has the size and route running ability to be a really good player, play outside, play in the slot, can be real effectively, can do a lot of the things that Stephon Diggs can do. Um, Gary Kubiak thought he was the best receiver in this draft. They're thrilled to have him. Jeff Gladney's ball skills and instincts and physicality are, are real positive. Tackle wasn't a big need for the team, but it gives them some flexibility. See what Cleveland uh, can do there. Dantzler, I like a lot. I think this guy is really a good football player that knows how to play as an on-the-ball defender very well. Um, I thought Die was a really good value pick um, where they got him. Uh, I think he can, he's can. he got a good motor. He's relentless as a rusher. Really good player. I thought Courtney Davis was a really good undrafted free agent signing. Played in the slot, and he played out wide for A&M. He's 6'1", 200 pounds. So I'm curious to see what he could potentially do. Kyle Hinton, the guard from Washburn, was taken at 253. Nice quickness off the ball, good core strength, athletic traits and intelligence are really good. Um, Mississippi State safety Brian Cole um, at 249. Um, former four-star athlete, late-round pick, um, good athleticism. Very good player, Nate Stanley. Not crazy about Nate, but um, I don't know that he can do anything other than be a developmental guy, and I don't know that there's a whole lot to develop. But he plays in pro-style system, play-action system, like his size. So Kenny Willicks at 225, good pick. He's, um, he's a really good run defender off the edge. Um, he 
doesn't have great movement skills. So backup rotational guy is what he is. Uh, Michigan safety Josh Matulis at 205. Um, aggressive downhill guy. Um, good speed, not great. Uh, Oregon State's tackle Blake Brandell taken at 203. Was very productive player. Technically sound. Um, short arms, so he may have to move inside. But I think he can be a, a practice squad guy. Miami's K.J. Osborne. Liked him at Buffalo. Liked him at Miami. Think he's a productive player. Runs very well. Breaks tackles. Fights for yardage. Be a good special teams player. Adds some depth to their roster. Thought it was a really good pick for him. Harrison Hand, the Temple cornerback at 169. A one-year starter. Um, you know, uh, not great athlete, but he's plays with some suddenness, and he's uh, really got some good skills to play as an on-the-ball receiver, uh, on-the-ball defender, um, plays through receivers very well. Oregon's Troy Dye is, was a four-year starter at weak side backer at Oregon. Um, often put him on tight ends and did that very effectively. I think they're going to carve out a linebacker safety role for him that can utilize his skills. James Lynch of Baylor, I like a lot. Great pick at 130. Very productive player. Rotational defensive tackle with average burst, but I think can play and be real effective as a rotational guy. DJ Wanham, the defensive end from South Carolina, has got decent straight line speed. Um, he's got to develop more pass rush skills. Um, Cameron Dantzler, as I mentioned, just a – uh, doesn't run all that well, plays better. I think he's going to be a good special teamer. Um, was not as high on Ezra Cleveland as most, but I thought it was pretty good value. Just didn't like him where some people had him picked. I, I think is a guy that could play early for them because he's a good technician. He's going to have to get a little bit stronger. Glad Jeff Gladney I think is a really good cover guy that can play sub-package role. Um, I think he can be, you know, because of his ball tracking skills, could be a really good starter. And Judy's just, uh, excuse me, um, Justin Jefferson's just an outstanding pick and an outstanding player. And, of course, we end up with the Packers, the last of the 32 teams. We didn't plan it out this way, but probably the most talked about draft of anybody was, as people tend to gravitate, what are they doing? Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon and Josiah DeGara and, Kamal Martin and John Runyon and Jake Hansen and Simon Stepanak and Vernon Scott and Jonathan Garvin. Um, you know that Love's value is going to be capped to some degree until um, Aaron Rodgers is gone. A.J. Dillon is a one-cut power back. It certainly gives fuel to the fire that they are absolutely gone with a downhill power game. Um, Deguerra's one of more intriguing route runners, more of an H-back type guy, H-back fullback type guy out of Cincinnati. Jonathan Garvin at 242, two-year starter at Miami. Um, Vernon Scott, the TCU defensive back, has got some size to his game, uh, plays in coverage fairly well. Uh, uh, Stepanak uh, out of Indiana, he's got good size, good strength, got good nastiness. Uh, Jake Hansen, the Oregon center at 208, not a bad pick at all. Thought he was a very productive player on tape. Um, 
not a great athlete, but good player. John Runyon is physical guy in the run game. Um, doesn't have great feet, length, or strength, but really does a good job positioning himself in the run game. Camille Martin of Min- University of Minnesota at 175. 6'3", 240, two-year starter at weak side backer. Uh, got strength, got size. I think he's got a good motor. Doesn't run all that well, but a very aggressive playing style. Again, I mentioned that um, Degura is an interesting guy that's got some versatility on special teams. H-back can do a lot of move things very well in the passing game for you, as well as blocking on the move. A.J. Dillon is intriguing. You know, he's um, you know, he's a guy that I wonder that he's going to give you much more than than uh, than what you see there. I just not a lot of burst and not a lot of speed, but a, definitely a downhill power guy. Just hoping he's not an Eddie Lacy type of guy for him. And then, of course, this draft will be defined certainly about what is Jordan Love. What, it, what does he get to play? Um, does he get an opportunity? What's the future of Aaron Rodgers? All those things kind of bring about the storyline of what's going on there. So that's a look at the NFC North uh, draft class. So that's a, a wrap of all the draft classes. Uh, a reminder um, that we are uh, certainly going to keep you up to date and already have our initial draft board checklist for next year and we'll be breaking down rosters and college rosters nfl rosters over at landryfootball.com so it's an all-year-round process for that as well as evaluating uh, going forward i want to end this show with a couple of questions richard asks about uh, he says christian mentioned it takes three to four years to evaluate a draft class how does it how long does evaluating scouts usually take well, listen, it, it's a good five years before a scout really knows how to grade a player uh, because it takes a full cycle of evaluating players and evaluating them correctly. And I'm talking about evaluating. The guys that you read about and hear about that are just information gatherers, that's not scouting. That's not evaluating. That's just taking information and regurgitating what other people tell you. But five years on the road where you're doing the work and you can see what works or doesn't. So really for five years, you can evaluate how they're doing their job, but it really takes at least five good evaluation years to truly tell what a guy's doing. But you can learn something like any, like evaluating a draft class. It may take you three to four years, but you can learn something within the first year. You can learn a lot. Second year, you learn more. So it's not like you have to wait to three years before you start looking at it. You're studying it as you go along. But so often you see guys get off their great start as players or scouts or coaches, then they level off. So that's why you need to be patient with your evaluations on them. Um, Do you think one of the reasons that quarterbacks are being overvalued and drafted high is because teams fear that quarterbacks that are in the later rounds could have great success like Tom Brady since he was drafted in the sixth round. No, not at all. Um, there's just not enough good quarterbacks. Um, the, 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 the reason, if anything, is, okay, you can take a guy, and they have been some guys, not many, but uh, most of the guys that have a chance, if you have a chance 
the chance that a quarterback could be good is in the eyes of many because the supply and demand is always in favor of the demand and not supply at the quarterback position. That's what overvalues them. So it's not that, oh, somebody might become a Tom Brady. Everybody would love to be able to get them a quarterback in the fifth or sixth round that they could develop down the road. But that is a, you know, I want to say once in a lifetime, if you go back in the history of the league, there have been a few guys in the late rounds. But Tom Brady's been the last one, you know, that's been really, really good that's come late. And the reason is not because people are fearing that somebody gets drafted late as good is that if you think a guy's got any chance at all, you better take him earlier because somebody will. Because just on the chance that they could be good, that overvalues them. And then he asked, what was my scouting evaluations of James Harrison out of Kent State? Gent was, James was a, um, a physical edge defender I thought was very good on the blitz. I thought he showed some explosion and burst in his pass rush. I thought he showed some ability to break down and turn and run and flip his hips. Um, gave him a 5-9 grade. I thought he was, was a good player. He ended up being a, a better player than that. Michael Irvin out of Miami. All I knew about Michael Irvin was he was, he was a playmaker. He couldn't run a lick. He was the one of the best at getting open with double moves and not worrying about his speed. He, he could push off in a legal or sometimes illegal way and get away with it as good as anybody. And he could do that very, very well. So that was a uh, certainly a um, – I, I had a really good grade on him. Very, very productive. Some people were scared off with his speed, but uh, the guy could play, big-time playmaker. So appreciate those questions there, Richard. And a reminder again um, to flip on over to listen to our college football show. Both this podcast and that podcast brought to you by our great friends at 401k Generation, the experts in financial planning, as the name would suggest, experts in 401ks. They can help you make sure that you're on track with your financial goals. Learn more about them uh, with a no obligation phone call or text at one eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. They're licensed in all fifty states, so uh, they can help you. It doesn't matter where they located. Can they help us? They can help you if you're in the continental United States. So make sure that you check them out today, and make sure that you check out LandryFootball.com. You can get these podcasts. You can get all the latest inside news and notes, and in our notebooks daily, as well as a look at uh, all the latest uh, film room analysis, everything from recruiting boards to draft boards to scouting reports. We got it all for you. Get a, a roster breakdowns on the college and NFL program. So check us out today. You like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. So appreciate you joining us. Uh, make sure that you join us again tomorrow for another edition of the Pro Football Show, as well as on the college side, Pac-12 football and beyond. Talk to you then. Have a great day, everyone, and be safe. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 